We have the blessing today, as Pastor Joe already mentioned, and we greet you, brethren, Carney brethren, welcome. It's good to see the, your faces back again. Um, we'll be ordaining our pastor and brother, Brahim Hiro, as a gift of Christ to his church to shepherd Christ's flock here at Bread of Life Fellowship. Jesus, our good shepherd, loves us so much as we heard that he has raised up and equipped our brother to feed and care for us, his sheep. God has been good to us, brethren, to find a man that fits the qualifications of 1 Timothy 3 with a godly character and committed to faithful handling of the Word of God is a rare thing indeed nowadays. So we bless his name for that. But before our brother comes... Uh, for us to, as elders, to lay our hands and pray for him. I want to give a charge to our brother. And brother, these are things, uh, uh, what I'm about to say are in summary form of what Pastor Joe already stated and are refresher for you having served as a pastor at at, uh, Protestant Arabic Bible Church for so many years. The task that you are going to assume as one uh, uh, one of the shepherds in this congregation can be summarized in these three things. It is a noble task, it is a solemn task, and it is a rewarding task. It's a noble task. We read in 1 Timothy 3.1, The saying is trustworthy, for if anyone aspires the office of an overseer, he desires a noble task. This task is noble, honorable, and beautiful. It is noble because there is no greater honor than to serve our King and Savior, Jesus Christ, who loved us and gave himself for us. Some count it a privilege to serve their king and country. We get to serve the King of kings and and his righteous eternal kingdom. In your profession as a podiatrist, you know what a blessing it is to be able to relieve people of pain and suffering so they can walk comfortably. In this profession of a a pastor, you get to help people with their spiritual struggles so they can walk in the joy of the Lord and deliver those who don't know the Lord from eternal suffering to eternal heaven and kingdom. Notice also it is called a task. It is not just uh, a mere title of honor, but it is work and toil, as we heard. You will be laboring in the word and doctrine and prayer. It requires hard work. Paul says to Timothy, 2 Timothy 2.15, Do you uh, do your best or be diligent to, be pres- uh, to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has not, no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. The word worker is in reference to a field worker a laborer working hard in the field, in the, in the open sun, open weather. He, it's, it's hard work. It's toil. Uh, you know how difficult it is times to understand the meaning of the text in order to be able to properly expound it and apply it. And as you know, dealing with some people, as we heard, can be challenging. Uh, they will try your patience. Some will give you grief instead of joy. Well, you will need the grace of patience and long-suffering. Always remember that God has called you to, into this ministry, and He will give you whatever grace you need to be able to serve in that. 
And in those days when this was written, the ministers were subject to poverty, need, and per persecution. So this task was not for the faint in heart. So it is an honorable task. Secondly, it is a solemn task. As you heard from Pastor Joel, God has given you responsibility to care for, for sheep uh, whom Christ has purchased with, with his own precious blood. You are a steward uh, who, who will one day give an account for how you have cared for those souls whom the Lord committed to your charge, uh, as we heard earlier. What are some of those duties that God has called you to be uh, a shepherd uh, to do? Well, one is you are to shepherd the flock with a Christ-like gentleness and humility. Peter exhorts, as we heard earlier, exhorts the shepherd. He said, 1 Peter 5, So I exhort elders among you, shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly as God would have you, not for shameful gain, but eagerly, not domineering over those in your charge but being examples to the flock. We're to exercise oversight not in a domineering fashion, lording it over them, but with gentleness as God would have us. In other words, we are to be shepherds after God's own heart, to model the chief shepherd in the way he deals with us, and he deals with his sheep, and he dealt with his disciples. Your life is to be worthy of imitation, they are to see Christ in you. Secondly, as a shepherd, you are to shepherd with a goal of helping the sheep become more like Christ. This, is what, this was Paul's goal in ministry. He, this is what he says, Colossians 1.28. Him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. Galatians 4.19, he says, My little children for whom I am again in anguish, of, in childbirth until Christ is formed in you. We are to preach and teach with the purpose of seeing Christ formed in them, his humility, his love, his patience, and his gentleness. But also we are to help them become mature in understanding so they're not tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine as we read in Ephesians 4, 12 through 14 where Christ gave uh, elders and pastors and teachers and apostles to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro with every, uh, by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful themes. We heard earlier there are all kinds of voices out there that are seeking to get the flock, get to the ears of the flock. Our job as brother is to equip them so they could be discerning, so they could hear the right shepherd from the wrong shepherd, the good shepherd from the bad shepherd, and so they can uh, not just be tossed in every direction like little children. Thirdly, as a shepherd, you are to protect them from those false teachers. In his farewell address to the Ephesian elders, Paul calls them to be alert for false teachers, which he calls wolves. He says, pray 
pay careful attention to them uh, to themselves to yourself and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God which he has obtained with his own blood I know that after my departure there fierce wolves will come in uh, in among you not sparing the flock and from among your own cells will arise men speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after them so therefore be alert so he says there's going to be from outside there's going to be these wolves that are coming into and infiltrating into the flock but not only from outside but also from inside from among you those who will be speaking uh, uh, speaking twisted things in order to draw men after them so our job brother is to uh, is to uh, fend the, sh- the flock against those heretics, against those with false teachings, whether from within or from without. We're not hirelings who see the enemy coming and run the other way. We're going to s- put our necks on the line in order to protect the flock. Fourthly, as a shepherd, you are to train other leaders. Paul told Timothy, 2 Timothy 2.2, what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Or to look out uh, to amongst us for faithful men in the congregation who have the gift of teaching and seek to train them to be church leaders and church planters. Fifthly and finally under the task, what the tasks of a shepherd are, is to give spiritual oversight and establish God-honoring worship. I'm running through these quick. I'll forward you my notes. You can study them if you want. But I, I, I realize our time is pressed, so I'm, I'm, I'm more so reading than preaching. Give spiritual oversight and establish God-honoring worship. One of the titles, as Pastor Joe pointed out, given to a pastor uh, is a bishop. A bishop is episkopos in the Greek, which means to oversee, one who oversees and governs the congregation in accordance with the Word of God. As, it's, uh, as it says in the qualifications, 1 Timothy 3, how can he manage or oversee the congregation or the house of God if he can't manage his own household well? So as apostolic rep- uh, representatives, both Timothy and Titus were instructed to establish biblical order in the worship and gathering of the church. They were to appoint elders and deacons, establish prayer meetings, to read, preach, and teach the Word of God in public meetings. The public worship of God is not to be governed by men's opinions, but by the Word of God. That requires pastors to ensure that it happens. Our worship is to reflect God's character. He is the God of order and of holiness. Our worship is to be orderly with reverence and joy. So the task God's calling you to, brother, is a noble task. It's a solemn task. Thirdly, it's a rewarding task. The office of a pastor has rewards both for now and for eternity. For now, as Pastor Joe mentioned, there is no greater joy than to see people walking in truth. As, as John says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in truth. Paul was overjoyed to hear of the Thessalonians' walk, work of faith, labor of love, and steadfast hope in Christ. He says, for what is our hope and joy or crown of boasting before your, 
before our Lord Jesus Christ. It is, it, it is you, for you are our glory and joy. So there's that joy that you receive from seeing people walking in truth and loving the Lord Jesus Christ and serving one another. But there's also eternal joys in the life to come. Peter, as we heard earlier, Peter telling the exhorting the shepherds, he says in 1 Peter 5, 4, but when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. So there is a reward that is yet to come. Hearing, the, hearing Christ say, well done, thou good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of your master. Uh, there are no greater words that we can hear than these. No greater blessing. It will be worth all the toil and difficulty of this task. Finally, a word again to the congregation, brethren, uh, how essential it is to pray. How essential it is to pray. As you could see, this is no small task. It requires spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical toughness. Uh, he will need our prayers in all those areas. There's going to be a lot of spiritual warfare associated with this task because as Pastor Joe reminded us, Satan doesn't want to see the work of God go forward. Satan would love to bring the shepherd down and scatter the sheep. So basically, go through the qualifications, 1 Timothy 3, and pray for uh, growth in each of those areas, that he would grow in godliness, that he would manage his household well and be able to balance his other responsibilities. Pray for his wife and children that God would protect them as he gives himself over to the ministry and pray for protection from the evil one. That's all I have to say. So if brethren, Brother Ibrahim and the Pastor Damien, Pastor Joe, if you could come forward. Just one question, Brother Ibrahim, I have for you, and then we will be praying. Are you committed by the grace of God to serve this congregation as a faithful steward and who has been entrusted by the Lord Jesus Christ to shepherd his sheep? not under compulsion, but willingly, not for shameful gain, but eagerly, and not domineering over them, but with a Christ-like humility. I am. Amen. All right, brother. Let's pray together. Oh, Father, we do thank you for giving good gifts to your people. We are undeserving. You are worthy. And the fact that you shed your love upon us and provide for us, oh Lord, we will glorify you forever. Brahim is one such gift. And yet we know the temptation to boast in our gift and not in you. And though we all attest to his humility, we still pray that you would keep him humble. That, Lord, you would help his pride to be in check that he would fight by the Spirit of God and the Word of God against any bitterness, any laziness, any apathy towards your people, towards your work, toward you. Lord, every day set his heart afresh and ablaze with love for you. May his love for the people that he serves flow from his love for you, which flows from your love for him. And so we pray that you would help him to fight the spiritual battles against temptation as he's been doing his whole Christian life and his ministerial life, may it continue. May he grow into the image of Christ. We commit him into your hands. In Christ's name, amen. 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 
Heavenly Father, even as we have just heard of the high calling and the great responsibility of, of being an under-shepherd, Lord, we recognize that our brother will not be able to do this without the help of your Spirit. So we ask you, Lord, to, to, to come alongside him in this endeavor and help him every way along the way. Help him in the hard work that no one sees in the study. Help him, Lord, as he has opportunities to counsel or minister to others. Help him, Lord, to be that approved workman that we read of. Uh, we also pray, Lord, that at times of weakness that he would always call upon your grace and that he would find strength and help in time of need. We lift up and ask you, Lord, for that, uh, the grace that's needed for the Christ-like gentleness and humility, uh, that he would serve willingly, even eagerly, that he would be alert to false teachers and wolves in the church, Lord, that you would grant him the spiritual gifts in association with, with his calling, uh, that uh, he would uh, look out for faithful men in the church to, to train them up. And Father, we also pray for the responsibility that the church has as a whole, uh, our, the church's duty toward him to honor him, to gain confidence and trust in his ministry, to submit to him, whether it be his counsel and his teaching, and also to regularly pray for him. Lord, as this is our this is our sustenance and our life force. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And Father, as we think of his other responsibilities at home as a father, as a husband, uh, as, a, as a man who has his uh, business, running his own business, Father, in each of those areas, uh, please help him to find the balance. Uh, Father, that by your grace that he would not do one at the expense of the other, but he would, Lord, manage well his household, manage well his business, that in every area he would have a great testimony, that others could testify that this man is a man of God who has been chosen by the Lord to lead in all of those areas, and that, Lord, his walk is worthy of imitation. So please bless and help him in all of those, balancing those responsibilities. Lord, bless his family, Father. I pray for each of the children, Lord, for Timothy, Benjamin, and for Nathaniel, Lord, that these young men would grow up to see uh, as they look to their dad and the go godly model that he is, Lord, that you, they too would, would trust in Christ and be followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord, be the next generation of leaders. Be with Vicky, Lord, as she seeks to be supportive of her husband, Lord, as she, as she sees him in difficult times, that she would be able to come alongside, Lord, and help encourage him when he feels discouraged. Lord, uh, be, be in every uh, aspect of these uh, uh, opportunities and ministries, O oh, Father, that he would hear your voice, well done, good and faithful servant. We commit this to you and thank you and pray for protection over him and his family, Lord, from the evil one. Father, we know that, uh, that Satan does not want to, to see our brother uh, prosper, does not want him to see him going forward and ministering, and uh, we pray for protection over his family and himself. We pray this in the name that is above every name, our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Did you want to say something? Oh, if you know how uncomfortable I am here. <laughs> Um, in the Old Testament, um, 
there's moments in the life of the old people where they would warrant a memorial. And when Pastor Joe asked me that I would say something after the ordination, I thought, I think this may be a, a good moment to just give praise to the Lord for a few things. And so I, I'm going to just give praise for four groups of people quickly. Um, one, I want to praise God for my parents. Uh, oh, man, I'm emotional. <laughs> um, I grew up in a Christian home. Uh, I should have kept them to the end. <laughs> um, in 2 Timothy 3.15, it says, Paul says to Timothy, you've been acquainted since childhood with sacred scriptures. And uh, I, was I and my siblings were definitely acquainted with um, sacred writings since we were children. We opened our eyes uh, to parents whose uh, Christ and his church where uh, the center of their life, uh, my mom was always involved in women's ministries, and my dad was a bivocational elder. And I grew up seeing him being faithful, working for the church, and that's what inspired me to want to be in the ministry, is his example. So parents, Set a good example for your kids. Uh, second, I want to give praise for Vicky. Um, I got engaged to Vicky overseas, and then she came here to get married here, thinking that she's marrying a podiatrist. <laughs> only to realize, only to realize that I was more involved in church than I was in my practice which is why it wasn't doing so well. <laughs> and um, she has a funny story. She can tell you about that one day. Um, and then a few years later, I was uh, pushed into uh, the responsibility of preaching and pastoring our church in Patterson because our uh, existing pastor at that time left, and I was pushed to went. And for 10 years, um, I was doing that. Um, so we never truly had uh, a true relaxing weekend. Um, uh, Saturdays were always about preparing the sermon for Sunday, and Sunday was a full day of church and activity. Uh, and yet she never complained. Um, she <laughs> I'm never like this. Uh, uh, um, I, uh, she always allows me time and space and takes care of the kids. And um, she was more excited about me being ordained today than even I was. <laughs> so uh, being married to Vicky Harrow is the greatest blessing of my life short of the cross. Um, third, I want to praise God for the elders of this church. Uh, for the past year, I had the honor and the privilege of seeing them operate up close in a way that you probably don't see. And every time we meet together, I leave uh, praising God for these three men. 
um, they serve the Lord uh, with a pure purpose of glorifying God. There is no personal motive whatsoever. They serve the Lord with humility, and they serve the Lord with pure and sincere love to you, the flock of this church. Um, I know how much effort and prayers they put for, for all of us to care for us. I mean, this morning's sermon is, is exhibit number one for that. Um, so I praise God and I look forward to serving along with them and learning, continue to learn from them. And lastly, I want to uh, praise God for you, uh, the members of Bread of Life. When, I f when we first came here two and a half years ago, I knew what kind of church I was getting into. Uh, I knew the doctrine, I knew the, the constitution, and I knew that this was, as far as I know, this is the kind of church I want to be with because I believe that's the biblical model for a church. What I wasn't prepared for was, was the people of the church. You stole our hearts and made the decision so easy to join in. Uh, I remember early on in, in, in our coming here, I told Vicky, I said, man, these people, not only do they tolerate one hour of preaching, they actually look forward to it. <laughs> they, they, they want to listen, to sit through a two-hour service and one hour of preaching. I've never seen anything like this. Um, you come on Sunday morning 15 minutes early, half the people are already here. Uh, you, the service, a two-hour service is over, and nobody's in a hurry to leave because they enjoy the presence of the Lord. Everybody knows everybody's name. Everybody's in each other's lives, praying for each other, uh, lingering around. And we have sensed the, your love for us uh, in ways that we cannot uh, speak of so I praise God for you, brothers and sisters, and I look forward to serving with you and to serving you in the days and the years to come. May our God be honored always and glorified.